Welcome to Getting Through It, where we're here to help you get through it. I'm John Bwery, and as always, I'm with founder of The Great Shakeout, Dr. Lucy Jones. Thanks to all the new sponsors who've stepped up to support this podcast, you can too, which also provides support to the Dr. Lucy Jones Center for Science and Society, Dr. Jones's nonprofit. Please go to patreon.com and be a sponsor too. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search Dr. Lucy Jones. And now let's get to it. This episode is focusing on the great shakeout, without which we wouldn't be here. The reason Lucy and I started working together and met and eventually started this podcast was because of the work we did together back in 2007 with the planning of the original Great Southern California Shakeout. Yeah, back in 2007, so really quite a long time ago. Let's go back and set the scene, Lucy. I was working with the city of Los Angeles for an elected official, a council member, who was working on seismic policy. He wanted to make sure we put in policies to retrofit non-ductile concrete buildings, what's known as killer buildings, that eventually Mayor Garcetti was able to pass with the city council with your help uh, many years later. But back then, there were a few leaders who were just not interested in supporting retrofit legislation. They felt it wasn't the right time, it was too expensive, no one would go for it, so why even bother? So he told me, John, we want you to get together earthquake experts and let's have a really a symposium, a conference to talk about why it's necessary, what the earthquake risk here and why it's necessary to retrofit these kinds of buildings. And so I was told, call that woman over at USGS Caltech, uh, Dr. Lucy Jones. I didn't know who you were. I called you and then we met. Well, I was just finishing up a major project to model what the big San Andreas earthquake would be like, what we got funded under the multi-hazards demonstration project, hundreds of people. And we had this scenario and we were trying to figure out what were we going to do with it? How are we going to get it used? It was intended to get people to connect to the earthquake problem. But now we had to figure out what to do about this. And you showed up going, hey, the city wants to have this earthquake conference, symposium, and be able to talk policy. We also had the Art Center College of Design show up and go, we want to do this big public event and engage the, the, the larger community. And in fact, because we were working on the scenario, we also had the Office of Emergency Services going, we need to use what you're doing to come up with this. So we had several people from different directions trying to figure out what to do for a bunch of different earthquake things. And, and basically it just got too complicated. Let's do it together. I can't cope with going off in all these different directions. And so we, um, we created the great Southern California shakeout, an opportunity to really have all of Southern California, whether a resident, a business, a government official, a nonprofit organization, whoever you were, if you were a stakeholder of this region, more than 22 million people uh, were stakeholders of this region, you could participate in this event in November, 2008. And, and we took it from all of these different policy, public, all of these different emergency services and said, what gets together? How do we do this? How do we get people to understand what they're really dealing with? And somewhere in the process of talking about it, we started talking about having a public drill. And actually, I brought it up originally having seen what happened in Japan. I heard them having Earthquake Day on the anniversary of their big earthquake and wanting to see if we could try to, to do something like that, engage beyond just the policy. The good news was we talked to social scientists. They ended up being part of this group as well. 
And with a lot of information really about how people hear things, and we decided to try and use this information from social science to get people to look at the earthquake problem and do something about it. So we really looked at the shakeout as not just an exercise or a drill that we all participate in, but how do we actually look at the way human beings process risk and messages around preparedness in order to have them take the actions that they could take to protect themselves, their families, their businesses, and their community. Lucy, what is some of that work? Explain why we took on this type of drill in the way that we did. The fundamental goal was to get people to recognize that they had a risk from earthquakes and that they could do something about it. That's the thing that's so frustrating as a scientist. It's like, I can see all these things that if we did them, we'd have a lot less damage from earthquakes, but you've got to believe that to take action. So there are several things that social science tells us that we tried to make use of it. One is probably the most important is that people don't make decisions by themselves. You know, in spite of the fact that all of our emergency services messaging is often very individual. In fact, people need to discuss what they're doing with other people that they care about. And that whole social reinforcement stuff is a really big deal. So we wanted to do it in a lot of different groups. We needed to make it visual because people do what they see other people doing. Just talking about it isn't enough. So we we actually explicitly thought about ways to get people to get media, but really so that there would be images so that people would hear this, you know, we sign them up before there's any media, but that process of seeing it happen was really important. Another significant part of this is that you need to be able to discuss what you're doing with someone else. We need to verbalize what we're trying to do and the the social scientists call it milling. So we wanted it that within a family, the different members would all be hearing about the earthquake issue at the same time to try and stimulate discussion. And that's why we focused on one day, right? The idea there that mom is at work, dad's at work, kids are at school, and all of them talk about the different ways they've experienced it. That same day, it's a shared experience. And actually that first one, unlike the later ones in October, we had it on the second Thursday of November, partly because that put us just two weeks before Thanksgiving. And the idea was that people might still be remembering it and start talking about it when they're meeting with their larger family. So it was all different ways to encourage discussion, not with us, but with other people they cared about to try and take ownership of this problem. You know, the other thing, when we first started talking about it, we were imagining a variety of different events. We talked about having some sort of poetry thing or some sort of event down in the LA Live and how do we engage people. And we didn't settle on the idea of doing an actual physical drill until just a few months before the day because of the occurrence of the Chino Hills earthquake. Magnitude uh, like five and a half in summer, July of 2008. And actually, I was meeting with emergency managers of Orange County to talk about how people heard our scenario information and how we were going to get people to listen to that. So I'm in a room where everybody went to the table immediately, at least after they'd looked at me. Whereas uh, outside of that, all of the, the television coverage of that event showed people running outside. It showed no one. We didn't have one picture 
if anybody do drop, cover, hold on. And that was sort of this wake up. Wow, this is really not a general message. And when you thought about it, the only place it was ever talked about in California in 2000 would be in schools. And so if you didn't go to a California school, you would never have heard it. And even if you did, and you're now 35 or 40, how much do you remember what happened you know, 30 years earlier? So we recognized that this was a huge gap in people's information, and we made the decision to focus the activities around that drill because it was something simple and concrete. And it's also very visual. When you, know, you see somebody go under a table trying to do drop, cover, hold on, that's a strong visual message they are doing something about earthquakes. They're taking their risk seriously. So now the great Southern California shakeout of 2008 that was supposed to be a one-time event continued on every year. And last year in 2019, more than 65 million people participated worldwide. And I'll note that in that first year, we had about just over 5 million people participate in in 2008. I think 5.3 or 5.5. Yeah, it ended up being almost 5.5 million And, you know, when we had first set it up, we set goals for ourselves and other things social scientists tell us are good things to do. And we had debated setting goals, you know, asking for a million participants seemed like a big deal. The decision to try for five million, one quarter of the population, was audacious. And then we exceeded it. It was a, wow, this works, doesn't it? Listening to social scientists can do you some good. So now as, as this continues on, it's done in schools, it's done in corporations, it's done in government agencies and government buildings. What do you tell people? Why should they participate still? If they've done it year after year, or even they've never done it before, why should someone participate in the Great Shakeout? I see three important outcomes of participating in the drill. One of them is personal. When you do it, it's a muscle memory issue. The reality is your emotions at the time of an earthquake are not going to tell you to go under a table. They're gonna make you wanna run outside when you're feeling threatened. It's a dangerous thing to do. And logically knowing that going under a table is safer needs reinforcement. And that muscle memory of having done it greatly increases the likelihood that you will undertake that safe behavior when the earthquake actually comes. The second piece is we are creating community around earthquakes. When you live in a community with a lot of earthquakes, you know that it's part of it, but it's not usually something you share with other people. And back to that social science, things you do with people you care about become more important. And we are increasing the feeling of community and how we can turn to each other after the earthquake. The last one, and to me, this is often the most important one. I wanted people to do the drill, not just to do the drill, but to be reminded that earthquakes are an issue and you can do something about it. And what I would love to see is that everyone who participates in the drill then does one more thing. Take on some action. Do you have enough water supplies? Have you hooked down your glass doodads on your shelf? Do one thing that makes your house safer. Maybe this is the time you'll finally call about looking at retrofitting your house. And doing the shakeout each year is a reminder. There's probably one more thing you can do and it's time to take it on. And Lucy, how do you participate in shakeout? What is it that you do as a resident of earthquake country in Southern California when the shakeout rolls around each year? What do you think about for your personal actions as an example for others? I do try to make sure that I actually drop cover, hold on, 
even if there's nobody around to see me do it because I need that muscle memory. I also try to do something with a somewhat larger group, some group of people that I'm caring about. A couple of years, I've organized activities for my church because it's a way to get some other people thinking about it and taking action. And I try every year to do something with someone else. And of course, given my role in earthquakes in California, I'm often involved in giving interviews. This is why you and I work together because of our initial work together on the great shakeout more than a decade ago. It's why this podcast is here and everything else that you and I have done together to bring the scientific information in an accessible way to decision makers and community members, not just in Southern California, not just in California, but across the country and around the world. That's, That's the work right. we do. And it all started with ShakeOut. And ShakeOut is not just a drill. It's a time to think about what science can tell you about that earthquake risk and do something about it. it ShakeOut at its core is the same thing as our center. It's about getting the science understood and used. And we could go on forever like always. So until next time, I'm John Bwery with Dr. Lucy Jones and you getting through it. Getting through it is a production of the Dr. Lucy Jones Center for Science and Society. Visit us online to get past shows and become a supporter at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search Dr. Lucy Jones. Our music is performed by Josh Lee and this closing music is written by our own Dr. Lucy Jones.